Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Uh, today, I wanted to get everyone an update on the merger and acquisition, um, you know, what's going on in banking and, and happening there. So I wanted to share a whole bunch of articles with everybody today and try to get everybody up to date on just kind of what's happening here in this space. So if I can bring this in. So the first article I want to go into today is so this is from um, SMB, S&P Capital IQ, uh, U.S. Bank M&A poised for sharp rebound after 2023 slump. So we can see here by the chart that's on here, uh, we've got a kind of a chart of fourth quarter 2019. And then we look at 2020, 2021, 2022 and then 2023. So you can see. So we're just going to look at the full year. Uh, deal transactions in this in this chart. So if you look at 2020 here, got 112 transactions, 2021, uh, 202, 2023, 161. But then it kind of cratered in 2023. We had 96 total transactions in, in the year. Um, so I'd like to point out, like it, after the financial crisis in 08 of 09, if you if you track basically 2010, I would say 2010 through 2019, that like 10 year period of time, you were probably averaging in the neighborhood of 200 to 250 M&A transactions a year in the banking industry. So the the and the consolidation was was um, really getting kind of hot and heavy there for a little while and really bringing down the number of, of banks in the country. Um, in addition to that, you really saw a dearth of what were called startup banks or D or DeNova banks uh, during that period of time. So uh, the number of banks just continued to kind of decrease, drop and drop and drop. And then obviously 2020 with the pandemic hitting, that really slowed down deal activity. But then it started to pick back up. But then 2022 and 2023, you saw that that pattern really start to come back down again. So you know, what, ha what happened here? So obviously, you know, U.S. Bank M&A skidded to a near halt in 2023 with just 96 deal announcements, the lowest yearly total going back to at least 2000 and a total announced deal value of 4.21 billion, the lowest yearly deal value since 2009. Um, but, you know, you know, but with concerns over major bank failures fading, more clarity on future interest rates and recent bank stock rallies, uh, advisors expect a wave of activity in 2024, similar to the surge of M&A in 2021 after a quiet 2020 due to the pandemic. Um, and then there's a statement here, a twin bill of recent market developments, a precipitous drop in interest rates and a sharp rally in bank stocks may prove to be the collective matches that spark acceleration in bank M&A. So we'll see. We'll take a look at that here in a minute. So obviously, interest rates were a big thing uh, with the with the Fed starting to raise interest rates in 2022 and throughout most of 2023 with 11 interest rate hikes. Um, that obviously had an impact on the market and what was going on because that led to issues in banks, uh, what was called unrealized losses in banks bond portfolios. I did a whole episode on that, and then I'm going to be doing a, a kind of a further update on that. Um, and then if we scroll down here, we could see, you know, 14 U.S. bank deals were announced in the fourth quarter of 2023. Um, but overall, you could see like total deal value here. 2021 was a good year. 2022 and 2023, uh, not so much have been, you know, good years for, for overall deal value. And that's something, I'll, uh, again, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But and then you can see, obviously, the, the yellow bar, yellow line on this chart is basically showing us that the number of deals, you know, decreased over that time. So. Um, 
failure fallout, you know, the tumult toward the beginning of the year with three of the largest U.S. bank failures ever uh, put a hard pause on M&A. But with those in the rearview mirror and concerns about more liquidity related failures subsiding, banks are feeling better about uh, pursuing M&A. However, the events of the spring are still on their mind and giving them more reason to do more deals. So uh, so again, so we could see here that, you know, again, 96 M&A transactions in the banking industry last year, uh, definitely down from the trend that we had been seeing over the, the previous few years, you know, absent the pandemic. Uh, but again, people are saying that, hey, if the Fed does reduce interest rates, um, bonds get, you know, bond portfolio, the, the unrealized losses kind of kind of get, you know, get better a little bit. Those those losses reduce, maybe get closer back to break even. Uh, that might give a chance. And with interest rates decreasing, uh, that might help. Uh, bank stock values, and then uh, you know, and then obviously that might lead to to more M and A uh, transactions this year in 2024. But uh, but just to give an overall picture, let's take a look at a couple other things real quick. So this uh, next article here, U.S. Bank, what's called merger of equals announcements reach three year high despite dearth of M and A. And now this is going back to just December 19th, about a month ago. Uh, merger of equals continue to be attractive for U.S. banks despite the depressed M and A environment. Uh, U.S. bank merger of equal announcements reached its highest yearly total in three years, even amid the current deal doldrums, bouncing back from a five-year low in 2022. Um, with ongoing headwinds amid a lack of buyers and slow stock valuations, industry experts expect more MOEs to occur. You know, when the stocks of two banks are trading at 70 or 80% of book, it's really hard to go buy other things. So it's nice to do a combination of the two, says Char uh, Charles McQueen, President and CEO of McQueen Financial Advisors um, in an interview. If they, you know, if they want to hang out a bit longer, odds are that stock price will eventually get up to a premium. Um, banks involved in MOEs are playing the long game as they merge in a low premium transaction and uh, fight together as stronger organizations over the next five plus years. Um, you know, uh, MOEs are in an interesting value proposition for the combined organization versus trying to go it alone or wait for better valuation environment to actually have some other type of control sale or liquidity event. Uh, so I do see this as likely to continue, uh, stated another individual. So uh, and again, here we can see from the chart here, you know, U.S. bank merger equal announcements since 2008. Uh, you had, you know, around 2014, you kind of had a spike up to around 14, 15 of these transactions. And then it kind of came back down. And now we're you know up to about six of these transactions in 2023. Um so again, you know, merger of equals, I think that's something to keep an eye on. It, it in certain there are certain instances where merger of equals equals just make a ton of sense. And it, it can, you know, banks can really uh, create a lot of value by putting a couple of banks together. Like, for example, if you have a bank that's uh, one bank's 500 million, another bank is, uh, you know, 487 million. And now you put those two banks together. They're now about a billion dollar bank. Uh, you can, you know, you have economies of scale that you can work in there and create uh, some better efficiencies and, and things over for the overall organization and give it more ability to grow and to be able to tackle uh, regulatory compliance they have to pay for and, uh, you know, increase in cost of labor, all these all these kind of issues that, that come up. So, uh, all right, let's switch gears here. Let's go over to the Wall Street Journal. And this is an article called What Happened in M&A in 2023 and What's Ahead in Five Charts. Now, 
this article is really more from a global M&A perspective. It, it is, yeah, in a sense, it's looking at the bank industry, but it's just looking at M&A overall. And I just wanted to show this real quick just to kind of scan through this. So, um, you know, fewer deals. Mergers and acquisitions plunged in 2023 due to high interest rates and disagreements between buyers and sellers on price. Uh, buyers bid low. Sellers ask high. Private equity firms are, are buying smaller stakes in companies. Um, you know, more small stakes, you know, number of, and, and this chart here, it says, you know, number of minority stake investments announced by private equity firms globally. Um, deal financing is available, but it's costly, you know, compared with 2022 financing is now more available from lenders and investors, but it is more expensive. Um, bridge loans. So basically bridge loans have, have, have declined, um, you know, not offering as many, you know, bridge loans, a former short-term at short term, deal financing have fallen amid a drop in M&A. Um, improved earnings outlook bodes well for deal making again. Uh, and then you got to kind of got some rosy pr predictions here at the end. You know, analysts predict strong earnings in the month ahead, bolstering M&A prospects. So, again, you could see that kind of the the trend in M&A globally is also having an effect on on banks in the banking industry kind of the kind of the same kind of thing going from a global perspective is also happening to banks on you know the the micro perspective within just the u.s market which is um you know deal deal financing is more expensive um you know buyers are shooting low sellers are asking high so there's a myth a mix mismatch right there uh so that's why so deals are not not coming together as well as they were so let's take a look at a couple other things real quick. So here is an article from Bank Director. So 2024 Bank M&A survey on the hunt for deposits. So and this says basically bank leaders enthusiasm for M&A appeared muted going into 2024, but an appetite for sticky low cost deposits could motivate some financial institutions to make a deal in the year ahead. So they looked at uh, Bank Director's 2024 Bank M&A survey, which was conducted by Crow LLP. Um, you know, Crow LLP is a large accounting and uh, consulting firm, um, finds that 35% of bank executives and directors believe that they are likely to acquire another institution by the end of 2024, which is down from 39%, so slightly down for in, in 2023 and 48% in 2022. 85% um, point to an attractive deposit base as a top attribute of his acquisition target in today's environment, compared with 58% who said as much a year ago, you know, that was followed by a complementary culture, uh, efficiency gains and locations in growing markets. So looking over the next five years, more than half, 56% of bank executives and directors say they are open to acquisitions. Almost a quarter plan to be active acquirers. Um, but let's see here. So when asked about the strategy, uh, have, you know, you know, their bank employees to generate organic growth in 2022, 23, 57% say they've added staff in revenue generating areas, 42% expanded their product offering within existing business lines and 38% added new business lines or products. So, um, organic growth has been, has been tough to come by though lately. So, and then what are some of the other key findings? So they're looking for transformational deals, uh, waning confidence in bank valuations, uh, very selective sellers out there. They see some trouble on the horizon. 43% anticipate more bank failures over the next 18 months. But among those bank leaders, most do not expect to see more than 10 banks fail. Uh, third of respondents do not anticipate any further bank failures in that time period. 
uh, failed bank M&A. Three quarters of bank leaders say, you know, they have not discussed the policy this possibility of buying a failed bank, but 17% have discussed it and informed their regulator of their interest. And then sluggish fintech investing, like a large majority of respondents say that their bank uh, did not invest in or acquire a fintech firm in 2022 or 2023. Consistent with last year's survey results of those who did invest in a fintech company, most cite a desire to gain a better understanding of the fintech space. Um, and then just to kind of wrap around a couple other things here. So how high interest rates change bank M&A. And this really gets into kind of more the, the you know, as you know, the due diligence side of bank M&A. So as, you know, as part of the due diligence, bank buyers revalue all the sellers, loans and securities for their credit quality and market value and incorporate those values into the purchase accounting adjustment that makes part of the deal price. Um, so there's things to think about. And then basically here we've got, uh, you know, will lower interest rates stimulate the bank M&A? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could. Um, you know, and, and if I go down here to the bottom again, it hits on, you know, unrealized losses on available for sale securities were an impediment to getting deals done because an acquiring bank would have to would have to book the targets available for sale securities at their value on the day of closing. Uh, the target had to accept a discount on its value based on unrealized losses or the acquirer had to pay a premium and show a loss on the book value immediately post-closing. So again, those unrealized losses could really, uh, really kind of, you know, jam up a potential deal. And then finally, we have here, like, what could make bank stocks uh, soar or sputter in the year ahead? Um, and then obviously this gets into, um, you know, three potential scenarios. The market for publicly traded bank stocks sets the, the pace for valuations trickling down to privately held companies. Those valuations move in relative unison, influenced mostly by things beyond the industry's control. The coming year with a contested general election, more geopolitical turmoil and other wild cards promises to be especially intriguing. How might things pay, play out? Like, OK, so let's take a look here. So the base case is better than what bankers experienced in 2023, 20, but still meh. You know, the Fed cuts rates three, maybe four times, uh, bringing short term rates more in line with long rates, normalizing the yield curve. The benefits of those cuts are balanced by a modest recession that dents the repayment abilities of consumers and small businesses. Bank valuations rise modestly, led by institutions that the uh, public market perceives as having more resilient business models. Um, so basically, you have a mild recession, maybe a little stagflation, but it's not the end of the world and you're set for a rosier 2025. Uh, the bull case, inflation rates decline and the economy slows gradually, but not enough to generate a meaningful recession. The Fed lowers rates as many as six times and the yield curve takes on a more traditional look. Um, improving margins, stable asset quality and surging profits appeal to the generalists, uh, driving valuations higher. In that scenario, banks make more money and bank stocks go from the eight and a half times earnings they're trading at today to 12 times earnings. And then we have the bear case. So. The bear case has several possible permutations, none of them encouraging. In one version, the Fed's tightening overshoots its mark and the resulting recession causes non-performers and charge-offs to rise in sensitive areas such as consumer lending and commercial real estate. If you have to raise your loan loss provision from 30 basis points to 80 or 90 basis points, your stock might drop 20% and your earnings could fall 40%, says uh, Jeff Davis, Managing Director at Mercer Capital. Another variation sees the Fed cut rates early in the year only to begin raising them again because inflation reemerges. 
If they lower rates more than they should and it creates higher rates of inflation, it would whipsaw the market. Uh, but then you've got, and then you finally, you have hope for the best plan for the verse, you know, which scenario is most likely analysts say narrowing spreads in both corporate bonds and leveraged loans port port end a rally driven by rate cuts and a more normal yield curve rather than the current inverted yield curve, which traditionally predicts a recession. You know, the market right now is telling us we're going to get a soft landing. Um, all right. And then there's just, uh, so we have all those articles. Now I'm going to bring it in here. So this was really interesting. So this was uh, Naomi Snyder, who's the editor-in-chief for Bank Director. I just wanted to, to read this from you because this was just from a, from a uh, kind of a blog post that she made. Um, so as interest rates began to rise in 2022, bonds and securities portfolios fell in value. That resulted in higher levels of unrealized losses that made it tough to do deals. Public banks saw their bank valuations crater early in 2023, cutting into the currency banks typically used cutting into the currency banks typically used to buy other banks. And the majority of respondents to Bank Directors 2024 Bank M&A survey said they'd sell for 175% of tangible book value or more. Uh, you know, there's still a lag between what buyers and sellers want. All that is to say the environment was terrible for deal making last year, but is that about to change? So if interest rates continue to decline, the hit from unrealized losses in bond portfolios should improve. Some banks have been selling off pieces of those portfolios as well. Stock valuations got a lot better during the tail end of last year. Um, and that could make for some nice growth in the M&A market. So, uh, so that that's a lot. That's a lot to kind of take in there real quick. Um, so what are we seeing here? So from a, again, from a global perspective, uh, global, global M&A basically had a lot of the same problems that general bank M&A had throughout 2023. You had kind of a dearth of deals. You had the lowest amount of bank deals since 20, 2000. You had the lowest amount of bank value in those deals since 2009. Um, and basically the industry is hoping for a little bit of a rebound. We talked about here at the end of kind of like three different scenarios that could play out based on what the Fed does in terms of interest rates. Um, if you look at some of my, if you look at like my inflation uh, podcast episode that I just did, where I talked about the setup for, you know, and, and the Fed episode that I'm also just about to roll out with this one. And that is that, you know, there's a lot of concerns on the horizon here. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going into 2024 with very cautious optimism. I think that the Federal Reserve, they can juice the market in a sense, uh, by, you know, dramatically reducing interest rates, uh, buying short-term bonds and treasuries. And, and here's, the, here's a, a very important thing to note out here. In these articles, they basically said that the, you know, the yield curve could go back to a normalization. Um, if you go and you look at the, the episode I did on the yield curve, that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Okay. When, when the yield curve, uh, the yield curve 99% of the time points to a recession, but the recession does not hit until that yield curve reverts back to a positive territory. So the Fed, in a lot of respects, does they do not want that yield curve to revert right this minute back to a positive territory because that means that the recession is the recession is is coming. So they're they're going to, in my opinion, they're going to to kind of manipulate the market in in a sense. They're gonna they're probably gonna step in, start buying. 
uh, to keep the yield curve negative, to keep these, to keep the the rates uh, kind of where they're at. Um, and then they're like I said, then they're going to they're going to cut the uh, they're going to keep the short term rates where they at, keep the ten year Treasury yield where it's at, uh, but they're going to cut the overall federal funds rate, which is going to have you know which is going to have effects on like the thirty year mortgage and the prime rate and things like that, because um, they want again they want to bring that down and have and have increased um, activity in the economy. So, um, so again you know, could bank M&A be better in 2024 than it was in 2023? It could, but that's ultimately going to depend on, you know, does the Federal Reserve reduce the interest rates and by how much do they reduce the interest rates? Is it going to be three or four, you know, quarter point cuts? Is it going to be six cuts? Is it going to, you know, I mean, how how much is, um, I think it's kind of anybody's guess at this point, point. Um, but that's what's really going to drive and what we're going to see is going on in M&A. I think that uh, merger equals could be something you could see a lot more of this year. Um, and then again, banks are certainly going to be on the hunt for other banks that have a high amount of deposits, um, you know, a, a low what's called a loan to deposit ratio. Um, you know, banks that are in growing markets like those things are all going to be favorable and are going to be looked at very positively. And uh, and so where you know where transactions make sense, they're they're going to get done. You know, if uh, if transactions, if uh, you know a certain bank, if this if stock valuations are low and rates don't come down that much, and and the unrealized losses in the bank portfolios are still there, um, you're going to have less. You know, you're going to have less M and A activity throughout the year. But uh, but like I said, this this was just an update just to give you an idea of kind of what was happening. In the bank M&A world and where things stood at the moment. And I hope people found this to be interesting. And I would tell everybody, so just, you know, make sure to uh, make sure to like, uh, subscribe, leave a comment below. I love getting back to people on comments and check out. I have a lot of other videos uh, that I posted. Um, you know, I did updates on on commercial real estate, did a short uh, kind of video on on the Fed and some of the things that are going on there right now. I'm going to have a banking update that's going to get released with this. And uh, like I said, I hope everybody just checks out those those episodes. So but uh, see everyone again real soon. Thanks a lot.